What's up, everybody? Bryce Coon here with the Crowded Booth, and today we're getting closer and closer to the start of the Atlanta Braves season. And the big question that remains still is, how will the Braves replace Dansby Swanson? We're going to talk about that and more on today's episode of the Crowded Booth. Pile in here and make yourself feel at home. The Crowded Booth is coming on. Crowded Booth with Bryce Coon. Well, hello, everybody. Bryce Coon alongside Ralph Leary. Long time no see. Ralph, it's been a while, but it's about time we kick these shows back off. And what a better one to kick off than talking about Major League Baseball. Ralph, I've been doing the podcast on college baseball on the LSU side of things, so I almost talked about it. I literally have a... I'm I'm discombobulated. That, that's but but you knew that right? You knew I had issues. Look, I mean, there's no one that I know more who has more issues than you. You talk with your hands consistently. You might be yeah. the most you know out of order person I've ever met. And you're married to the person who's the most in order person I've ever met. Yeah, that is true. It's a great that combo over there. That is true. That is true. All right, let's dive into today's topic because. Dansby Swanson is no longer an Atlanta Brave. Now, look, we knew this. We 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 know he signed with the Cubs. Um, Ralph, I'm not even mad about it. I mean, like it's after hearing kind of what he said. It's like, look, the guy accomplished everything that he really wanted in Atlanta. Won a World Series for his hometown team, um, and not just won a World Series, Ralph, but was a key member of the five straight NL East title run uh, that the Braves have gone on. Remember, Brett, Ralph. I know Braves fans don't want to hear this, but. The Braves are winners in at least five straight years. Like, they are good. And, you know, Brian Snicker got an extension, and people are still mad about that. But that's another episode for another day. Who really cares what you will feel, like, feel these days? <laughs> I, I, I mean, if I gave a rat's buttocks about how people feel about their, well, he shouldn't be his analytics, I could care less. I really could care less because he's doing the job. He's making the money. He's getting paid. You're sitting at home being a, a TV manager. So, quit it. No one cares. Yeah. No one cares about your no. tweets. No one cares about, you know, I could run this team better with all this, all, with all these, um, all these players. Well, guess what? You're not. He is. No so one cares about my tweets. No one cares about anything. I don't care about anything at all. So. Yeah. So we don't care, but we're going to talk about it anyways. Now, right. so look to first understand how you have to replace Dansby Swanson. I think that we have to. I think that we have to say, okay, what did Dansby Swanson bring? Now, look, there's a very valid argument that that the people who are trying to um, – I'm going to use this word, Ralph, and see if you have any vocabulary – quell the concerns, to downplay the concerns – there you go – to mitigate the concerns of losing Dansby Swanson and saying, hey, look, he just had a career year this past year. Uh, he hasn't been – this is the first year he really put it all together. But if you kind of look back and see, the past three years have been his best three years of his career. So – as much as it is to say, Ralph, that this one year he had in 2022 was uh, maybe an outlier, you could also, on the flip side of the argument, say he's trending towards his prime and he's really blossoming into the player that, uh, you know, the Diamondbacks thought when they took him number one overall and the Braves sent that massive haul of Shelby Miller uh, to the Diamondbacks for him. But I'll say this. You have to understand what Danzy Swanson brings. And so we've talked about this a lot. He brings poise. He brings leadership. He brings um, this quiet confidence that I don't think is easily replicated on the roster. So 
as we talk about this, I've got one player in mind that they've complete, repeatedly talked about over the past two years that has stepped up, and that's Travis Darno, a guy that will have a li- more limited role this year with the addition of Sean Murphy, but has stepped up as a leader in the clubhouse, um, you know, that vocal guy. But Dansby, to me, lessened the blow of losing Freddie Freeman on the locker room side of things last year because he rose to the occasion, because he rose up as a leader. Ralph, that's my concern. Now, we're going to talk about Von Grissom and Orlando Garcia on the field. Uh, and look, the Braves still have time to go sign us shortstop. I think Elvis, like they've talked about Elvis Andrews is a guy. Uh, Jerks and Profar is still out there. He's kind of a you know utility guy. But all I have to say is the leadership aspect. Like That's what worries me because I'll pose this question to you. How much can you lose out of the leadership department and still maintain the same chemistry? Freddie Freeman two years ago, now Dansby Swanson. That's my only question. How much can you lose and it stay the same? Well, I think it's time to realize, you know, we're moving on past the, what the we call the baby Braves with Dansby mm-hmm. and Freddie when they were, you know, young and, you know, doing really well for those five years. And now you look on, you look now like they were getting a little older and it's, we got some young guys on this team that have to make this make the, the, the tra- uh, transition to that to be that leader, uh, mm-hmm. Austin Riley. Um, you got now uh, Matt Olson, who's there. I mean, he's 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 kind of vocal in the in the locker room. I feel like he was new last year. Real quick, Matt Olson strikes me as a Nick Markakis type. Doesn't right. talk a lot, but has like the the poise on the field. Right. You know what I mean? Like a quiet confidence. Keep going though. I think Mark Michael Harris, after what he did last year, people respect what he can do, what he can do on and off the field. I think he's he's a great voice for the Braves. You know, just an overall great person. I mean, it's what you want out of the locker room. Um, See, a lot of young guys who can step up. I mean, I mean, if Max Freed can be who he is, you know, 2021 Max Freed and a little bit of 2022 banged up a little bit, mm-hmm. he, he is he's not very – like I say, he's not very verbal. I mean, you can watch when he's, he's locked in. He's not saying much. Yeah. But that's exactly what you need, though. You need someone who's like – if he's locked in, we all should be locked in with him. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he's going out there, you know, shoving six or seven innings a game, we all need to be backing him up no matter what. I think – Max Free doesn't say doesn't say a lot, but when his game, he's speaking a lot. I mean, honestly, I know it sounds really you know cliche, but let you know let these younger guys step up. Charlie Morton's that that mature guy in, in the rotation. He's the older guy. He's been through a lot. He's seen a lot. He's played with a lot of different players. You know, he won't be here much longer. So you know, Ian Anderson's gonna have to step up this year. I hope he has a good season. Max Free's gonna have to step up. Be a leader, you know. All these guys got to. I mean, it's it, it doesn't. We don't need just one guy. You need a whole locker mm-hmm. room to kind of come together, just work with each other. I mean, you know, you're gonna have some young guys step out. Acuna is one that is always in mind. He's he's so good, so talented, but he'll will he will do a little too much that might hurt hurt the team in the long or hurt hurt, hurt the team in a short run or himself. You know he. Hits a, a fly, high fly ball and it's deep and he thinks it's gone. And he pimps it and it ends up being like a shallow uh, single, yeah, you know, or a deep a deep single. And so that could be a double or a triple in your, with his speed. But you know, you need someone. To, you know, hey, run it out next time. You need you need those guys. And I think that's you know, that's a mixture of Darno, that's a mixture of Matt Olson, the guy who's played for a while now. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a mixture of guys. I feel like. You kind of took us into the next thing, and that's that's what we love about doing this show together because we are so well connected in talking about sports. We don't even have a script in this. But you mentioned Ronald Acuna Jr. and yeah, no, there's no script. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Obviously, he's coming back. Okay, there's no, I mean, no secret about that. But 
a guy that I think could emerge as a leader on this team is Ozzy Albies. If Albies can come back healthy, okay, like he comes back healthy, he's doing what he needs to do on the field. Like I think people respect him. He has the connection and he has the relationship with Acuna to be that guy to say, hey, look, you need to rein it in. I mean, we, we've seen the, the, the big brother, little brother kind of mentality those two have together, Ozzy being a little bit older. But you if Ozzy comes back healthy, so small, yeah, he's, we he's like to flip around, but Ozzy is a little yeah. bit older, yeah. So I think that's a guy that can relate with Acuna in the sense, but the leadership aspect. And so what you talked about is perfect, is it leads it to the job that Anthopolis has done with having, yes, Dansby Swanson leaves and goes to the Cubs for more money than I was comfortable paying him. Like that's just – but it's not my money. But I'm just okay. saying if I was the GM – but it speaks to the job of if the Braves are going to have success this year, it's going to be because, like you said, it's going to be a committee. It's because that locker room is so well-respected. And it starts off with what happened over the past couple, you know, at 48 hours now. Brian Snicker getting the extension. It starts from the top down. Everyone respects Snicker. You have guys like Matt Olson, who, I mean, look, he's been there for one year, but people respect him. Austin Riley's probably, what, we would say – top three marketable sports face in Atlanta now. I mean, you have Trey Young with the Hawks. Uh, Falcons really don't have that guy quite yet. Um, and then you could say Acuna like, is also marketable, but Austin Riley's right there. Like, I mean, right. I think when you look at marketing-wise. So all that to say is off the field, leadership-wise, I think that's where the Braves have to go. They've got to find that leader early on in the season, and it'll be interesting, Ralph. Uh, the Athletic did an article that I got the chance to read, and it talked about when the Braves were struggling You know, for the first – what, half of the season, something like that, last year? Where did they go in the sense of leadership? And Dansby Swanson was there. He was the one who kept it afloat, who kept the positivity going. If that same thing happens in a division where the Phillies – I mean, look, the Phillies are here now. They've arrived. They they went to the World Series last year. We can't deny that. Uh, The Mets – I don't, you know, I don't – we can laugh and poke fun at the Mets all we want, and I still will continue to do that. Um, But they they are good. They're, They're a good team. Uh, the Nationals don't see them being much of a threat. The Marlins, I mean, who knows? They have always had great pitching. pitching. Is, is yeah. So all that to say is, if the Braves falter out of the gate, which player is going to be there to kind of keep it afloat? And that'll be something interesting to monitor. Now let's switch it here. Let's talk about on the field. Now this is where a lot of people's concern lies: is is the on the field production. And I want to remind folks, <clears throat> this might be an unhealthy take, but you know I'm full of those. The Braves have been in a situation over the past year or two where they have benefited from an outlier. Ralph, traditionally, shortstops are not high offensive output guys. Now, we're seeing the game trend towards that way. I mean, you look at the free agent class that just happened. But that, Ralph, and seriously, was probably like, what, seven or eight teams that had bona fide? And this is just off the top of my head. I could be completely wrong. But seven or eight teams, I would say under ten, that had bona fide offensive weapons at the shortstop position. And I'm talking about not guys that are going to hit 15 home runs, but like 25-plus home run type of players. That's what the Braves had. I mean, Dansby Swanson had that in, you know, in his disposal. All of that to say is, if this team is as good as we think it is, the talent around the emergence of a Michael Harris last year, getting Acuna back, Ozzy back healthy, I think it takes a lot of the – pressure inside the locker room. Now, look, there's going to be the external pressure from fans and Twitter and all this stuff, but it takes a lot of the pressure off of Yvonne Grissom because, yeah, he had a great year last year. He's a talented kid, but he's also young. Like, he's going to struggle. Like, I, I can't wait. 
on May the 17th when Von Grissom's batting like 227. And people are like, we got to trade him. Like we got to trade him. But this thing, I just don't I don't feel the same pressure. And you know, because you and I are both laid back in this sense, I don't feel the same pressure for Von Grissom to perform immediately that a lot of other folks may feel because of the talent around the Braves. Yeah, I mean, Von Grissom is going to do what I feel like he needs to do. We have the power at, you know, with Acuna, with Riley, with Olsen, with Darno and Murphy. You got guys who can hit for home, who can hit for a good average, who can get on base, who can hit home runs. Grissom's going to be that Bono lineup, probably get on base, maybe cause, you know, force a few walks. He's not going to be hitting leadoff. He's not going to be hitting third in the lineup. He's going to be hitting yeah. like ninth, eighth or ninth, honestly, because it's a good spot for him to be. That's where Danji started his career. He started, you know, seventh spot, eighth spot, and moved his way up to become where he is now. And they'll, we're talking about Von Grissom, who, had a, I mean, a hot start when he got caught up. And his first game was in Boston mm-hmm. and launched one, you know, over the monster. And that's one of the most, you know, iconic places to hit a home run, especially if you're a rookie. And, you know, he, he's going to get a lot of offseason work. You know, he, he played, what, 40 games in the uh, in double-A? It was something – it was under 50 games, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you're talking about a guy who didn't get any offseason work with the, the team. I mean, he was probably there in spring trade, but not very long. But it's, it's I feel like, you know, and, and we're, everyone talks about Vaughn Grissom and Orlando Garcia. There's still Braden Shoemate who's still in minor league who, you know, if he has a good spring spring training, why not give him a shot? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, if he if he goes out and balls out and shows up on the, on the field, then you're looking at a solid, you know, shortstop run. Like yeah. is pretty solid. I mean, he, he's not going to go out and hit for he, He's a replacement level player. I mean, like, RC is not going to go out and up. win an MVP, but he's a, he, I mean, how many times do he have clutch hits? Like, the oh guy swings out of his shoes, <laughs> you know, and stuff. It's fun to watch. I, I want to say this, though, real quick. You, you mentioned it. He only has 41 games in Major League level on, uh, under his belt in Vaughn Grissom. But this is the thing, too. Two things that I'll trust, and I'll throw it back to you. One, I trust the Ron Washington effect. I really, Ralph, I probably have a blind confidence in this staff and front office because of what they've delivered on the past five years. Even when it looked terrible at times, what they've done. Baseball's a long season. We've talked about this. You have to be patient. So there's the one thing. The second part is, for as many times as folks want to talk about examples of teams letting franchise stars walk, Ralph, how about, you know, after the 2019 season? Going into 2020, the Braves let Josh Donaldson walk. Okay. Now, Josh Donaldson had been a massive part of the Braves' success in 2019. What did they do? They said, we're going we're gonna to hand the keys over to Austin Riley, who up until that point, Ralph, really wasn't consistent. Now, Riley had that crazy stretch where he had like 13 home runs in like 35 games. But, remember, he was really – he had to get sent back down. Right. So what if it works out that way? Like, people love to just point out, well, you know, you let your franchise start walking, it never works. Well, the Braves did this same thing with essentially the same scouting, the same evaluation staff, and it works. So, if there's a combination that's working in Atlanta, I mean, they're just, they're going off, they're not just pulling this idea out of thin air. And I think a lot of people were mad about that. Now, look, it could all blow up in flames, but those are the two things right there. I trust the Ron, Ron Washington effect. I almost said Juan Washington. I trust the Ron Washington effect, and I trust the fact that the Braves have done this before with a, with a young player, and he rewarded Riley rewarded them with an MVP caliber season last year. Also, Ralph, he went from a like I know we don't talk about defensive war at all, but he went from a negative defensive war in his first full season. Riley did 
to he is now one of the he's the he's this past year he was third among all third basemen. So the transformation just from the glove side of things, which Ralph you mentioned, Braves have power elsewhere. Shortstop is premium defensive position. If Von Grissom can just provide average, it'll be average level defense, average yeah. bat. I think this is a win this year because then you get to go forward and see what happens. Back to the Austin Riley defensive four. Let's just say he's automatically second because first place is never going to change until he retires, and that's Nolan Arenado. <laughs> Nolan Arenado. <laughs> so, so automatically he's second because Arenado is the best third baseman defensively in baseball. I will forever mm-hmm. say that until he retires. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I'm not asking Bon Grissom to go have a a, a Gold Glove season. I, I'm really not. I mean, if he goes out there and causes and has three three errors all year long, I mean, I will be jumping for joy. <laughs> that is that's impressive enough. He he's like I said, he's gonna get a lot of offseason work. I trust Ron Washington, not Juan. I trust Ron Washington. What he's done with Albies, what he's done with Dansby Riley, you know, even when uh, Matt Olson, Matt Olson was struggling to get in the year with some plays, but he, you know, he got locked, he locked in the rest of the season, yeah. and you know, I think. RC is going to help him out too. He's a he's a veteran sort, you know, veteran utility player. Honestly, is what he is. Yeah. He has done exactly what the Braves have asked him to do, and if not more, you know, he, he mm-hmm. stepped up when when Ozzy went down. RC had a he was playing solid. He got hurt, but then you know he was having a great season at that time. So if if Von Grissom goes out there has a a solid season, like I said, it will be average defensively season. I mean, that's that's all you can really ask for. Now, yeah. batting wise, he's going to hit about two thirty, two forty five. I mean, at most two fifty. Yeah, but like what you said, I mean, look when the Braves acquired him in April of twenty twenty one for Chad Sabatka and Patrick Weigel. I don't think they thought they were getting a guy who was going to be a, I mean, a plug and play guy, a guy that you can literally plug in on an off day. I mean, Ralph, remember that stretch last year where Arcia was like would have like two at bats a week, but it was like a home run and a double. Like he yeah. he just he was a, in in today's day and age of the DH all the time. I mean that's a valuable skill set to have. So it'll be very interesting to monitor, very interesting to watch as we get closer and closer to pitchers and catchers reporting. Ralph, right today's January thirty first. Um, yeah. I mean pitchers and catchers report essentially when this show comes out tomorrow, uh, this month. I mean, it's almost here, so a lot of fun. Let us know what you think down in the comments below. My name is Bryce Kuhn. He is Ralph Leary. Thanks so much for watching. Watching. I don't know how you would do that. Listening and watching, and uh, make sure to subscribe to the channel as well. We're beginning that ascent back. We took a little hiatus. Um, we've had some things going on, but we've took a little hiatus. We're back. We're rolling with it, and we can't wait to talk to you next time. As uh, Georgia Tech fans, we're still going to be talking about that ACC schedule release tomorrow. Going to be a lot of, oh, that came out Monday night. Uh, we're going to be talking about that, and uh, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Ralph's already got him penciled in for three and nine again, so we'll talk about that. That's the four and eight. That's where Ralph's going with it. We'll talk to you next time. Appreciate you so much for tuning in. Uh, Ralph, don't forget to hit that button on the way out. Crowded Booth with Bryce Coons.